What's up? This is Dave Rude from Tesla, and you're listening to Music Mania Radio. You're ready for some screaming heavy metal? We rock! But the evil that men do... You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. And we are off and running on another edition of the Music Mania Podcast, and we have two huge guests joining us on this show because this show is just too big for one guest. I'll tell you what, we've got Tesla's Dave Rude coming up, as well as Mr. Scary himself, George Lynch, going to be joining us to talk about all the projects he has going on from the In Machine, the debut album. Um, The self-titled debut album has just come out. I believe as of March 22nd, it is tremendous, featuring Robert Mason on vocals, and then you've got uh, Wild Mick Brown and Jeff Pilsen uh, rounding it out. Uh, Yes, you could consider it uh, Dawkin without Don Dawkin. We're going to talk to him about that, about the kind of working force between uh, those guys. They did an album together back in like 2012. It was called TNN. It was originally Tooth and Nail, but uh, due to legal reasons, they had to change that name. And while they're still able to work together after all these years, you know, Dawkin, of course, reunited with its original members back in 2016. And um, I believe George Lynch is going to be playing a one-off show at M3 with um, with everybody but uh, Jeff Pilsen. He's going to be reuniting with Don once again. So we're going to get into all that and much more with uh, George Lynch. It's been we he's never been on the show before, so this is a first for us. I was able to meet George about ten years ago at a guitar clinic. And he's just one of my favorite all-time guitarists from from that signature tone to his, everything about George, his style, and everything that he did in Dawkins really made Dawkins stand out among 80s bands. I mean, that sound, um, you know, albums like Tooth and Nail and um, Back for the Attack. Dawkins is one of those bands that still endure. They kind of transcend uh, the 80s genre, transcend, uh, you know, hair metal from that time period. And it's still, people still have an appetite for it. And because you know that because they got... Really, they got a lot of money to go do that mini tour they did over in Japan in 16, and they did the one show in South Dakota in America. So there's still an appetite for that. And and George, of course, is still out with Lynch Mob. They're going to be here in Kansas City at the scene on May 11th. So George is busy. He's as busy as ever. A lot of projects going on for him, and we're going to talk to him about as much of it as we can. Uh, and like I said, we're also going to be talking to Tesla's Dave Rude. Everybody has to check out the new album, Shock. You can go to teslatheband.com to get all the information on their current tour, which is going to hit Kansas City here this Sunday, April 7th. It's at the Midland Theater. Hope to see all you guys out there. I'm going to be out there covering the show, doing a review, hopefully uh, saying hi to the guys. Tesla's one of those bands. I've seen them open for the Def Leppards, for Sticks last summer. They've been kind of an opening act on some bigger tours. And now we're going to talk to Dave Rude about what it's like. They're on a headlining tour right now for this album, Shock, which is tremendous. Hope everybody will check it out. It was produced by Phil Collin from Def Leppard. So no excuse not to check it out. We're going to talk to him about the recording process, basically recording this album while they were out on the road together in between dates. So cool stuff. I've just always been such a fan of Tesla. Dave Rude has now been in that band for 13 years. That's insane. That means 13 years since Tommy Skio departed. And Dave Rude adds so much to the band. He's the, he's the youngest guy in the band. He just turned 40 
We're going to give him some crap about that. He's a little older than me, so I can still do that. But uh, he's just a solid, good guy. So two huge guests on this show. That's what we do. So backlogged with interviews that, um, you know, bringing on two guests on a show uh, could be commonplace for the spring and for the summer because we have a lot coming up. So much on the horizon. Just saw Weezer last week. I tell you, that is my second time seeing Weezer in the last year. And they just released that Teal album, the covers album. Played a lot of songs off that. Thought it was really good. I always enjoy Weezer, their hits from the 90s and the stuff that they've done kind of up to now. Uh, you know, thumbs up from that show. It was a very undersold show here at the Sprint Center in Kansas City. The whole upper level was blocked off for that. Maybe it has something to do with the opener, the Pixies. I know some people that swear by the Pixies. I just, not a band that I get at all. They were the kind of billed as almost a co-headliner, although they, they were certainly not going on last. But the Pixies are one of those bands that are largely influential in the genre, but not a band that I can relate to in any way. So a lot of concerts coming up, a lot more going to be on the horizon here on the Music Mania podcast. We hope that you'll certainly hit that subscribe button on iTunes, Google Play Music, or Spotify, whatever. If you have a smartphone, you have access to the show, please subscribe and leave us some feedback. We always appreciate it. And I'll tell you what, before we bring you our interview with Mr. Scary, George Lynch, got to tell you about our sponsor, CD Warehouse in Gladstone, Missouri. Guys, for over 22 years, a staple of the Northland, they buy, sell, and trade CDs, DVDs, vinyl, and more. Do not let the vibe of the old school record store go by the wayside. Give them a visit off Antioch Road in Gladstone. Tell them Music Mania sent you, and there will be a discount, or it's on us. Well, it's been an anything but normal week, George, because um, you know everybody's talking about uh, about the end machine in this album that just came out here on on March twenty second. A lot of oh, good I stuff. Oh, I thought they were talking about the Mueller report. Oh, well, you know. Well, there's that too. There's that too. That you no, know. I'm kidding. Hey, this. You never know around here. You just never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to pop off, man. We got there's just so much going on. I, I don't. Did you want to see more of that report? There's some maybe missing. I don't know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, we're excited about the record because you know it's really for for Jeff and I. Um, you know, it's it's really just sort of a seamless evolution of you know our history together. You know, all through Dawkins and and beyond. It's uh, you know we're we're close friends and we're we're neighbors. And uh, we work together as much as possible because, you know, we, we just uh, kind of made for each other. You know? <laughs> it's just really a wonderful thing when we get together, the chemistry. It's so we, we just kind of read each other's minds and finish each other's sentences, you know, and we love writing together. So anytime we get a chance or an excuse to, to work on some music, we do. So this, this I think we really... Um, really uh it all came together on this record um you know we've done a couple other records post-docking together um most notably lp and tnn and they were really good records and we're proud of them but you know it's there's really good records and then there's those wall-to-wall records you know which just i don't want to sound like i'm beating my own horn but i'm just really you know i'm just really happy with the fact that you know it's one of those records where you drop the needle anywhere and it it's all filler. I mean, it's all uh, killer, no filler, as they say, you know. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I mean, for the people that like that kind of music, obviously, <laughs> you know. Yeah, if definitely. You're, if you're a younger kid, you're into hip-hop, or, or 
you know, something else. I mean, obviously, it's not your, your cup of tea, but the people that like this kind of music, you know, hard melodic rock, whatever you call it. Um, I mean, I don't even know how to classify music anymore. There's so many genres and subgenres, microgenres. I can't even know how to classify anything at this point. But, uh, you know, we hit all our bases, and I think we really revealed our influences on this record. You know, you hear a lot of, of everything. You, know, you hear Zeppelin, you hear Hendrix, you hear, you know, Queen, you know, all the stuff that we grew up with, you know, Bad Company, Easy Chop, it's all in there. Well, talk about this. You talked about the TNN record, which came out, uh, you know, back in 2012. And talk about the addition, of course, of Robert Mason on vocals to this. And obviously you worked with him in, in Lynch Mob on, on the second album. And just talk about his inclusion on this and kind of how it, it kind of came together with with uh, with Robert. Yeah, I mean, in some sense, this is when you look at the lineup, you look at the band picture, it's like, well, that's Lynch Mob uh, 1992 with Robert Mason. You know, yeah. except Jeff Pilson on the bass uh, instead of uh, Anthony Esposito. And then, uh, or another way you can look at it is that it's Dawkins without Don right. and Robert Mason. Sure. So it's kind of like going home, you know? It's kind of like the band I've played with the you know, most of my life, you know, well, we've seen with old friends. Yeah, you know? it's awesome stuff. And we, you know, another powerful tool uh, that's been behind this release for Frontiers, and I think Frontiers music does a great job uh, with its promotion. And the videos are really important. You guys already have uh, released three videos for this thing. All and one of them was a lyric video that was for "Burn the Truth." But we just, uh, right. you know, we've seen the one for uh, "Alive Today." And what, how important were these videos? And uh, what was kind of the the process of put, putting those together? Well, we we work with Jamie Brown on the videos, uh, the director. Um, he's been doing, um, he's uh, really kind of a force of nature now in the rock video world. You know, he's been, he's been uh, doing a lot of stuff. I mean, he's done all the KXM videos, all the recent Lynch Mob videos, and now the TN, uh, the End Machine stuff. So um, this is probably my 15th video with Jamie and we really have a rapport, and uh, he never s- ceases to surprise me with every video. I mean, we, n- nothing's ever redundant. You know, you think, you do that many videos with somebody, and think you just start, you know, going over the same old ground, but he always keeps it fresh and interesting and challenging. He's always learning, learning new things and new skills and um, widening his apparatus, so to speak, you know, and... Um, yeah, so that's how that came about. Uh, you know, we knocked them all out in uh, I think it was one or two days, and um, and really the song that they, they did the, the uh, lyric video for was the song I was hoping would have been the actual video. Um, this is my favorite song, one of my favorite songs on the record. But uh, um, yeah, and uh, you know, if the record continues to do well, uh, we'll probably go back in and. And uh, it's possible we go back in and do another video to help keep support of the record alive and, and uh, you know, and maybe do some additional dates beyond the, the few that we have on the books right now. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to ask you about that. You, you're going to be in uh, at the Whiskey A Go-Go in Hollywood coming up on April 4th, and then in Las Vegas April 5th, uh, and then Tucson, Arizona April 6th. And before you do some lynch mob dates, you've got these dates planned for the end machine, and, and it's got to be good to, to get out there as a live band, as a live entity, and uh, you know 
play some of these songs live. I mean, it's just got to be a, a cool feeling, and these shows should be should be really cool. I know everyone's excited about uh, checking you guys out. It, it is because very few of my projects ever see a live stage. You know, KXM has never played out live, um, unfortunately. Um, uh, and it's, it's, you know, it's kind of frustrating uh, to do these projects and then never able to flush them out uh, in a live context. But, you know, uh, at least we're getting the three shows in. You know, that's something. Uh, and now there is some talk of possibly going to Japan later in the year. So, and if we end up doing that, that could open the door for even more domestic touring, maybe some more uh, dates in the States, if not this year, maybe next year. Because uh, there's no doubt that it would be a, you know, it would be a, uh, a great band. Um, you know, we do have our work cut out for us, I mean, because it is a complex record, a lot of moving parts, and, um, you know, it's one thing to go out and do Dhaka music or Lynch Mob music that I've been playing for decades. It's another thing, uh, you know, to deal with a whole new animal. And uh, so, you know, but uh, we start rehearsals this Friday, and uh, it should be fairly well rehearsed, and I think it'll it'll come off great. And, you know, you get, uh, we've got uh, Will Hunt on drums. Nick isn't going to be doing those three shows. So we got Will Hunt from Evanescence on drums. He's a monster drummer and just a wonderful guy. And, uh, you know, between Robert Mason on vocals, you know, the guy's a machine times 10. And Pilsen, who's the Swiss Army knife of, of musicians, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he does it all. And uh, he's a force of nature. And then, you know, I try to keep up my end of the bargain on uh, dealing with the guitar work. And then, uh, you know, you got Will back there, who's a drummer's drummer, just unbelievable. And everybody, everybody's great guys, you know. Just, that, that's really important, as I found, you know, as we get older, that's almost like the most important thing is just, working with people that, that you love and respect and, and uh, everybody kind of takes care, you know, to try to do the right thing. And uh, and uh, that, that helps uh, go a long way with, you know, morale and dealing with the ups and downs and the inevitable obstacles, um, you know, that comes with, you know, the work that we do. Well, speaking of obstacles, I meant to kind of bring this up at the onset, but it was just a few weeks ago, I noticed on your Instagram, you posted an x-ray. Did you sustain some kind of a broke, was it an elbow injury? Yeah. Yeah, what happened? Yeah, a broken bone there. Uh, well, I, uh, I, I've been, I, I, once in a while I get these crazy hairball ideas and I, I <laughs> have this, uh, the property in, you know, Southern California area, uh, or, or home, and, and I, and I really miss, you know, the desert in New Mexico and Arizona and so forth. So we do have a place out Joshua Tree, but we rarely get out there because we're working so much. So I thought, you know what? I had a water line issue on my property. I had to dig it up, try to fix that. And and that just started this process of like, well, if, well I've got this all dug up. I might as well kind of re rethink this whole area here. So I ended up, you know, removing all the grass and, moving the boulders around and bringing in trees and cactuses and, you know, new water lines and new drip systems and, you know, whatever. So I ended up doing this to my whole property. It took me like two and a half months. But it was like, you know, pulling up pulling up trees, you know, with an axe and, and, and uh, you know, moving boulders with a digging bar and a wheelbarrow and mixing like 30, 40 
wheelbarrows of cement, you know, to do flagstone patios. A lot of labor, you know, labor intensive, you know, digging up turf and all this kind of stuff and roots. It's been very physical, hard work. And uh, I guess that's sort of a damaged, just repetitive, you know, hammering with the digging bar and the, and the pick and the, the shovels and all this kind of stuff. And then I had an additional stress by going to the gym, you know, after I do this whole long day of work, you know, eight, ten hours of this stuff, and I go to the gym. <laughs> and then a couple of days a week, I go play racquetball, I'm on a racquetball league, and go play racquetball with my buddies, and, and uh, that can put a lot of pressure on your elbows as well. And uh, that's when it snapped when I was playing racquetball. So I think I just, all the cumulative, you know, damage and pressure I'd done to it, and then the, the racquetball was the was the uh, thing that actually uh, caused it to break. But uh, it's not, it was very, very painful and, and at first, but now it, um, you know, I'm eventually going to get the surgery and get the bone removed. But, you know, it's, it's not bothering me at the moment. I've got it wrapped up. Um, but, you know, broken bones, not really a big deal to me, you know. <laughs> I mean, at our age, you know, as long as it isn't cancer yeah. or a stroke, you know, or a heart attack, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'll take broken bones any day of the week. Uh, absolutely. Well, uh, you know, you got you got a lot coming up, uh, George, of course. And one thing, you know, reports kind of coming out a couple weeks ago that that uh, that you and Mick and, and Don would be, re, uh, you know, uh, reuniting in, uh, at the M3 Festival um, in, in Baltimore. Um, what, what's the deal on that? Is that that looks like it's about all but official? Is this is this going to happen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's contracting. Yeah. I mean, we're doing it. Um, uh, well, I'm kind of excited. I did I did one last year with them, too. It, but, you know, very, very occasionally I'll, I'll get up on stage with, with Don and Nick and you know, we'll do that. Um, but this is the only show I'm doing with Doc in this yeah. year, as far as I can tell. But, uh, um, but yeah, and we're doing a, uh, we're doing the the, uh, the new studio song that we came out with last year. Yes, uh, another day. Awesome, yeah. So, uh, be good to hear. Yeah, I'm excited about doing that because never again. It's a brand new Dawkins song we've never played live. But, uh, I think we'll infuse some new energy into some. A set full of old songs, you know. And you know that that Jeff Pilson guy, you know, he can't make it. He's in this band not many people have heard of called Foreigner, and they do all these dates all through the year, and he just never has any time to do much, you know. He's been on this show four times, and I always ask him questions, and he says, oh, yeah, if my schedule will allow it. It's like, well, you're doing 200, <laughs> 200 dates a year with Foreigner. It's hard to make the schedule allow, but, man, Jeff is the... Jeff's the best. He, he's out there. Foreigners just really uh, hitting their stride right now too. You gotta gotta respect what Foreigners done with Kelly Hansen on vocals, and they've really they've really brought it full circle. Really. Um, I'm sorry, I had a you're breaking up on that one. Oh, sorry. Is it better now? Are we good? Uh, yeah. If you could speak, I mean, well, maybe a little louder, a little clearer. Okay. Sorry. Kind of, I okay. got traffic here. I'm, I'm here, and I'm, I'm standing by a busy highway here. So. Well, you're hard time hearing okay well i'm gonna give you a pass on that george because i was just in la uh last week and i've never seen anything like the traffic that's not my first time there but the traffic is insane so i <laughs> i definitely i definitely get it but uh i, I was well, just, just, uh, I'm just i'm just in a loud location i'm getting right. the car wash and, um, the car wash going and i got the road right next to me and sure. there's no place else to go Okay. Oh yeah, no, no problem at all. Um, so I was just, I was just kind of joking that uh, that Jeff Pilson won't, uh, of course, be at that date because he plays in this this band called I don't know, not many people have heard of called Foreigner, and they do all these dates throughout the year. And he, he's, uh, we've had him on the show before, and I'd said, uh, Jeff, when do you have time to do this or that? And he goes, Oh well, you know, if my schedule will ever allow it, 
But when they play 200 dates a year, it's hard to hard to have a schedule that allows much of anything. He's out there with Foreigner, and they're they're doing great right now. And you gotta love and respect what what's going on with Foreigner right now. Yeah, I, he's. I, I can't even believe the, the, the level of uh, touring that this guy maintains. I mean, you know, he's just. And 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 when he's not out there on the road, he's in his studio yep. producing records. So. Um, you know, he's definitely a creature of, uh, you know, the studio, and, and he's just uh, incredible. I mean, he's just, uh, you know, he has so much enthusiasm and energy for it, and it never wanes. I've never seen him really, you know, without a smile on his face and in his heart. I mean, he's just such a positive human being and always very supportive of other people, you know. So it's one of the wonderful things about working with Jeff, and I think most people will say this, and not everybody will say this, it's worked with him. Is that he's he's very reinforcing and positive and supportive. So if you go in, you know, and, and we're working together, or a singer comes in, or a drummer comes in, you know, he's just probably the best hands-on producer I've ever worked with in my life. Meaning, you know, I've worked with a lot of producers, yeah, the big names and so forth, and a lot of times they don't do anything. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> You know, and just minimal, you know, or they don't have any skills or very few skills. Where Jeff, you know, is a is a multi instrumentalist. He's an engineer. He's arguably a mixer. Um, uh, you know, he's a singer, keyboardist, guitar player, bass player. Plays just about every instrument you can think of. Uh, composer, lyricist. Um, you know, I mean, that's the whole package right there. You know, I think you know, most bands have one of those guys in their band. You know, I call him Swiss Army Knife the Tool. You know, it's the guy that the guy that can facilitate just about everything. You know, yeah. Um, he may not be the standout, you know, the singer, flashy guitar player guy, but he's the, he's the nuts and bolts foundation of the band. And then Jeff was always that with Doc, and I don't think he ever got enough credit for that because um, you know he facilitated everything and made it all possible. So. Well, it's it's uh it's going to be a busy spring and summer for for you, George. You got uh, Lynch Mob out there um, starting in uh, here in April. April seventeenth is when that tour is going to kind of start, and you're going to be here, George. Lynch Mob has kind of be Kansas City has kind of become a Lynch Mob town. You guys are here at the scene on May eleventh, and I've seen you guys the last uh, couple summers. You've rolled through here, but it's going to be great to have you guys back in Kansas City in this Lynch Mob thing. You got uh, several dates going all the way through June, and it's going to be a, a, another cool tour for you guys. Got to be excited about that yeah we'll we'll be in kc pretty soon yeah that's that's i think uh coming up uh next few weeks so uh looking forward to it we always have a blast there um you know always a good crowd they 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 love us there and we love coming back playing for people that that uh you know they get us you know want to participate and they're enthusiastic so all right, buddy. Well, uh, yep. I appreciate the interview. I'm going to jump off. Yeah, yeah. I got another one calling in. Yep, okay, George. You, you bet. Hopefully see you in Kansas City. You bet. Thanks so much, my friend. That's appreciate great. it. Okay, bye. Well, big thanks to George Lynch. That was awesome. Definitely a monumental moment here on the Music Mania podcast to talk to George Lynch, one of the great guitarists in hard rock history. Definitely one of the top 80s guitarists when it comes to style, professionalism, tone. Um, you know, he's just... A guy that, you know, I love the albums that he did. I mean, with Lynch Mob, the, the two albums he's done with Michael Sweet are really good. Just 
always all around good work. He's uh, still touring, of course, with Lynch Mob, and he talked about the date he's going to do. The contract is signed at M3 with um, the original members of Dawkins, minus Jeff Pilsen, who will not be uh, at that date, but always good to hear. There's always some news in the background. You always hear Jeff Pilsen, or, you know, who's been on this show four times, by the way, or you hear um, George or some of them say, hey, yeah, well, we might revisit this Dawkins thing. So it's kind of tenuous, touch and go. When they have some time, they they try to do, um, you know, a one-off here or there, which is uh, really cool. But I tell you what, we're not going to waste any time. We're going to bring on our second guest here on the Music Media Podcast. It is Dave Rude from Tesla. How are you doing, Clint? Oh, it's uh, doing awesome. It's been, uh, we we had you on back last summer, and it's great to have you on now th- that the album has dropped. Lots changed since then. You guys were on the tour with Sticks and Joan Jett. Now you guys are out uh, on your headlining shows. How's everything been going? I know it's been a whirlwind, and uh, Shock, it's just been a huge hit. Uh, there must be a lot of emotions going on in the band right now, man. Oh, man, yeah, we're, we're so happy. Uh, you know, everyone's, everyone's seeming to uh, react real well to the record, and you know, it did really well on on the charts. You know, for for a band like us, it was uh, number twenty one on the like top two hundred up there was like you know the same chart that like Cardi B is on. <laughs> you know, it's kind of kind of nuts that Tesla has a record you know next to Cardi B on the charts, and then uh, it, it was number four on the album charts, which is actual physical sales, which I thought was really cool because that you know that kind of shows that our our fans are, are diehard fans who actually want the physical product, not just like streaming it on their phone, but they actually want to have the thing in their hands, which is totally like me, you know, I still buy CDs and records, so um, that that was a little extra kind of cool thing, but um, yeah, man, everything is, is really good, you know, it's, it's fun because we're, we're getting to, to play a couple of new songs live in the set, um, but, you know, we're, we're still playing all the hits, and then and what we also have been doing is um, throwing in um, a lot of like album tracks and, and um, stuff that we haven't done in like decades, you know, and um, it's, it's cool because, you know, we basically spent a lot of time rehearsing for this tour and we, we rehearsed more songs than we need so we would be able to, to change the set and keep things keep things interesting for the fans and for us. And, um, you know, we've, we've been doing that with, with uh, doing a lot of like sort of deep album tracks Mixed in with a couple of the new songs. So we've been doing the new single shock. We've been doing uh, Taste Like. Uh, and we've been doing a song called Won't Take Me Alive, which is the first song in the record. And, um, you know, it's all been really fun. Oh, it's been, and I think that it also debuted number two on the uh, the rock charts, which is really cool, right right like below the the Bohemian Rhapsody soundtrack. And I know that the Dirt Motley Crue movie soundtrack got released too, and I think it's kind of up there as well now. But what a, what a cool deal. Well, this, what number was it? I, I was think, it on the charts on the rock charts? I think it was two, at least as of uh, a, a week wow. ago or something. Yeah, right? So it was right under... Dude, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I heard that one. Cool. Yeah, that was... Uh, I actually found that out because I think Troy Lucchetta's son had posted that posted that uh, picture of that on- online and, and, and Troy had talked about that. So that, how cool. I mean, this I think it's just a testament and you can speak to this because of what Tesla and what, what the fans and what Tesla means to, to the fans. It's a, it's a hardworking, it's a blue-collar band. It always has been. It's straight ahead, in your face, rock and roll, the way that people want it. It's still, you know, relevant today. D- doesn't that just speak to, to what Tesla and what, what the, the journey that Tesla's been on for the past 30-plus years with these fans and that they still appreciate this music after all this time? You know, I, I, I think it does. You know, I, I, Tesla's really lucky because we've got... You know, I think at this point, most of the fans that come see us are the diehard fans. You know, it's like, you know, we're, we're really lucky that we've got such a, a 
dedicated sort of um, you know audience that have been following the bands for years. So we we've got one of those crowds that like wants to hear album tracks that were never on the radio from 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 the old school records. They they want to hear the new songs because they like bought the record. You know they pre-ordered it before it was even out because they were excited for new music and you know. Um, that's cool to, to be a band that's thirty five years into to the to their career um, and and have people care uh, about numerous stuff and then also like kind of you know like you're talking about the charts kind of the world at large you know for for a, a classic rock band from the eighties to just to be you know twenty one on the Hot two hundred is is pretty amazing um, you know in two thousand nineteen that's that's a that's a pretty cool uh, sort of statement for I guess you know. What, where rock and roll is at right now, that, that there's still enough of a of a movement of people that are into classic rock that um, you know the band like us could actually be on on the charts and competing with these sort of bigger pop acts and newer rock bands and classic bands. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, Phil Collin from Def Leppard produced this album um, and it's funny we had Phil on about two years ago when you guys were touring together that summer talking about the recording process and doing it uh, in between shows in the hotel rooms and hanging out and and kind of putting this album together just on the road which is awesome Um, and then now you've got Def Leppard going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in in just a week and how amazing that is and just talk about Phil and and producing this album and uh, how cool it is to see Def Leppard finally go into the Hall of Fame. Oh man, I'm so happy for those guys. We we all are. Um, you know, it was uh, it, it was it was a no brainer. You know, it's surprising that it took this long for them to get in, and the fact that they were the fan vote and that it was like just an overwhelming like landslide of, of the fan vote was like, yeah. I mean, of course that's gonna happen. They were the biggest band in history, like you know, and one of the best, and they are still one of the best bands. Like we were so lucky to be out on tour with those guys for the better part of three years, which you know. A year and a half of that, or two, was spent making his album, you know, also, uh, while on the road. And then, um, so, you know, I got to see them play every night. I would go watch their show, like, literally, almost every single day. And um, they still put on, you know, one of the best shows in the business. Like, and every night. They don't have a bad night. It's always great. Sound great. The band's great. The show, everything. It's, it's just so cool. I mean, and when you got songs so great as theirs like they're, they're the smallest songs um, you know it, it's hard to it's hard to beat um, and the fact that they're all so dedicated to, to still being a great band putting on a great show from every detail you know I, I've been telling people about it you know those guys those guys are as iconic as they are they sold us you know what a hundred million records and you know, have all these awards and accolades um, they still show up and sound check they're there all day you'll see them at like three in the afternoon yeah. Walking down the hallway, all you run, you're running to Rick Allen and catering. I see Vivian walking down the hall. There's Joe Allen. Hey, what's up, man? Like, come <laughs> hang out. You know, it's, it's like, it's ridiculous. And because like, we've played big shows with big, bigger bands before, like one offs and shorter tours, and, you know, and they're all cool guys and still great bands, but like a lot of those bigger bands show up half an hour before showtime. Yeah. You know, in separate limousines. They're, they're not like, they're not hanging, and they're they're definitely not there all day, and, and a lot of them aren't hanging together. You know, they're kind of like four separate dressing rooms or five separate dressing rooms with different security guards and different limousines and all this craziness. Those guys all share one room and, and hang out. I mean, there's a bunch of rooms backstage, but you know what I mean? Like, for the most part, they're all hanging out together all day. And, and um, so I think all that, you know, those things that seem like little things, 
really sort of inform the bigger things, and that's why a band like that is still so great, and that the fans are still coming to see them, and they're, I mean, really, they sell out, like, 90% of every show they do, and if a show's not sold out, they're like, 100 tickets pure sell out, you know, it's like, it's, it's unbelievable how how successful they still are, and, and the fact that now they're in the Rock and Roll Fame is just, you know, great, and, and a testament to, to, to their, you know, iconic sort of... Uh, status um and the fact that yeah that, that phil was interested enough in in us to, to work with us so so hard on this project was just like beyond amazing because i mean he, he's he is a legend just on, in his own right uh, and um and the, the insight that he could give us and, and all the cool production tricks and, and the songwriting you know sort of acumen like you know we spent a long time working on the songs before we even started recording them on this record. And each guy would individually work with Phil and um, sort of get the idea. Like like the song Shock, I wrote uh, most of that one, and so I kind of would make a little demo of it, send it to Phil on an email, and go back and forth with Phil a little bit before anyone else was even heard it. And then, then he'd suggest this, and someone else would suggest that, try, try different things. Um, but it was kind of like that for everybody. Like each guy would sort of work with Phil individually and get the songs fleshed out, then show it to the rest of the band, um, and then we would start recording stuff. Um, you know, literally in, on a show day before sound check, just you know, hang, hang in between meet and greets and sound checks and whatever random stuff you got to do on a tour, um, we would set up our pro tools rig in a, in a dressing room in, in an arena somewhere on the Death Leopard tour and get two or three hours of work done. And do that every day, and you know, before you know it, you've got seventy percent of a record done. And all you got to do is go in and record drums and vocals, you know, during during a break from the tour when you have to go into a nice studio, you know. Oh, how awesome is that? Yeah, that is uh, absolutely tremendous. And you know, I tell you, it's it's crazy because you guys have done. Uh, some of these big tours like we talked about opening for Def Leppard for for a few summers. Uh, you opened for uh, for Sticks and and Joan Jett. Last summer, you guys have done a yeah. lot of shows like that. But what you guys are getting ready to ramp this tour back up here, March 29th. What is the the kind of the feelings and and uh, just the, the the gratification from now doing this this run of headlining shows where the set list is longer, you get to play more to the to the Tesla audience, and what's that been like? Well, that's that's a really cool um, change, also. Like to be able to do our full set, to do um, album tracks, to do new tracks, all that you know on a, on a on a larger scale, you can pretty much stick to the hits and do a, a shorter set, you know, an attention-grabbing thing. But when, when you're playing for your own crowd, it can stretch out a lot more. And uh, like I said before, we've been, we've been really uh, stretching out with the set list. You know, we've been doing all sorts of um, uh, album tracks. We've been doing uh, newer songs and, and just change to completely change the set list. Um, you know, new production, new stuff on the video screens, all that, um, you know, and, and you really get a full test experience and you get a little bit of a different one than you have if you see this stuff up here because we've been having to stick to this uh, same set a lot and now, you know, that we're back sort of doing headlining theater stuff, we've got a lot more room and we can play a lot longer. Um, you know, we, we still love to go out on the bigger package tours and, uh, you know, because that's its own whole thing. It's just—it's like two different sides of the coin. Like it's—it's it's great to have a longer set and have your own fans there, but at the same time, it's great to be, you know, in a sort of condensed set and, and sort of, you know, have, 
a bunch of hitting and hitting and keeping up the whole time and, and be playing at these giant crowds, you know, trying to win over new fans, hoping for a bigger band. And you know, we're so lucky again, we're going to go back out with Def Leppard for all of July and do the whole country of Canada. And yeah. Because we've done, we've done this, the big markets in Canada with, with them and, and also on Sticks, Joan Jetter, but we, we've not done everywhere in Canada. This time we're going to do like the whole thing. So I, I really can't wait for that. That is going to be tremendous. We're going to have you guys here in Kansas City coming up here in just a little over a week, April 7th. You're going to be here. Can't wait. Kansas City is always a great Tesla town. We love having you on all the big tours. And now here at the Midland Theater, you can get tickets at teslatheband.com, where you can also pick up the new album, Shock, which is uh, just amazing. And we're so proud of you guys. The video's awesome. And, and Dave, it's just been so great. I tell you what, before we let you go, I just want to get your reaction to this, because my buddy Mitch LaFon tweeted this out. I wish I would have had the foresight to, you know, to figure all this out. But, you know, Mitch, is, he's always a little bit more ahead of the game than I am. But so in 2019, Dave, 30 year this is the 30 years anniversary of uh, the great radio controversy here in 2019. 25 years of Bust a Nut, 15 years of Into the Now, five years of Simplicity, which you were there for. You've been in the band since uh, 06, and now the recent release of Shock. That is a that's an unbelievable year, and just what what comes to mind when you hear that. Oh man, you know that's that's wild. I, I didn't know it was all those anniversaries. Mixed together, man. It's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty just, yeah, that's pretty mind blowing, you know? Like, it's always surprising when, when people ask me, like, how long I've been in the band, I have to think about it. And I'm like, and I come up with them, I was like, jeez, it's been 13 years, that's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, like, are they like, oh, which records are you going to like start tallying them up? I was like, wow, this like a lot of records. Like, like, some like, when we go back and play some, some of the, some of the deeper cuts I was talking about, sometimes they're from like, you know, a lot of them are from the classic records, but some of them are from, you know, newer albums. And they're like older, deep tracks, and they're ones that I co-wrote. I was like, whoa, wait a minute, that's really weird. Because now Forevermore is an old record. And like, you know, the, the diehards want to hear like Breaking Free from Forevermore. It's like, wow, that's really neat. Like now, now I'm, I'm a little part of that sort of... Uh, you know, like older school music legacy of, of, of our catalog, which is just it's so so uh, thrilling, and, and um, you know, we're we're all so so grateful to to still be able to do this. You know. Oh, absolutely. I, I t- well, I mean, you're the young guy in the band, Dave. You're the young guy, but. I mean, I got to ask. I mean, it's also an anniversary for you. You you turn turn forty. Did did you get any flack for that? I mean, forty is still very young and in, in rock years, my friend. But but you know, it's still a, it's still a you know, it's a milestone nonetheless. Do they give you any trouble for that? Anyone razz you for that? <laughs> you know, not really, not really. Uh, it was a, it was a pretty uh, pretty uneventful birthday. I mean, not not actually uneventful is the wrong word because it was really cool. We were you know, um, I, I remember because I was like, oh wow. This, I mean, I, I'm not a huge birthday guy anyways, but I was like, well, that is a big one, you know, like, if we weren't on the road, we'd probably done a party or something at home with, with friends, but but then I was like, well, wait a minute, we're going to be playing, I think we played in, like, uh, North Carolina or something, and we were on the John Jet Sticks tour, and, you know, we played to, like, 10,000 people, like, this is about as cool a birthday as you could have. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is. Awesome. Oh, sweet, man. You know? Great. Got it, man. Thank you so much. Uh, enjoy it. We'll see you here in just a few weeks, man. We'll hear it. see you here in Kansas City. Can't wait to do it. We'll catch up and uh, awesome. hopefully say hello, man. We'll see you soon, my brother. Definitely, man. Yeah, come say hi for sure, man. You bet. Thanks a lot.
Thanks to Dave Rude. Guys, you can go to teslatheband.com to get all the information on tour dates, how to buy the album. Guys, it is available on Amazon Music. It's at Target, Spotify, Apple Music. Um, you can get it in the iTunes store. Guys, it's just, it's, it's out there. It's available. Get this album, Shock. Um, I can't recommend it enough. It is what you expect from Tesla. That's straight ahead. Hit you in the face. No frills. Rock. That's what they are. That's why they've endured all these years. And I uh, can't thank Dave Rude enough for joining us. Rounding up this show. Going to be seeing the band on Sunday here in Kansas City. If you're in the area, if you're a listener that's here in Kansas City where I am, get to this show at the Midland Theater. Go to TeslaTheBand.com. You can get your tickets to that Midland Theater show coming up on Sunday. Thank you so much for listening. As always, guys, so many big things coming up. I've got interviews in the can. I've got interviews I've got lined up. A lot more going to be coming up here on the show as we hit these pivotal spring and summer months, guys. It's almost time to get out there to start enjoying some live music, enjoying some cold beverages, having fun with your friends. The good times are nearing, and they are always here on the News Media Podcast. Thank you so much for listening.